Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Perinatal Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Duke, and I am honored, I am privileged to share your time today. I want to welcome back Jensine Casey. She is our original, the first ever guest on this show, which makes her brave and daring and fabulous in so many, many ways. Jensine is a sleep consultant, lover of all things beach-related, and mom to two handsome boys and a beautiful girl who are all amazing sleepers. She works with families of children four and under who are exhausted and struggling with getting their little ones to sleep for naps or at night. Working with families in home settings, providing support around sleep and development for over a decade, Jensine has a master's degree in early childhood with a focus on special education and is a certified infant and toddler sleep consultant and postpartum doula. More importantly, well, I shouldn't say importantly, but more selfishly on my part, she sleep trained my firstborn and she is the reason I have any sort of sanity through that area of my life. Welcome everyone, Jensine Casey, to the Perinatal Podcast. The Perinatal Podcast is supported by Momanda, makers of exceedingly comfortable and stylish pumping, nursing, and maternity bras. Specially designed clips and straps allow for easy access to feed your little one. The design is specified to support the extra weight and increased size of your chest as milk starts to build. And the beautiful fabrics and colors are created to help you feel sexy and current. Go to Momanda underscore bras on Instagram, us.momanda.cc for my listeners in the States, and shop.momanda.cc for my international listeners. Use code PERINATAL for 10% off your entire order of $40 or more. Your mental health is your dope itself, but you don't have to tend to it by yourself. Get a tribe, get inspired, and you'll get ahead. Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in. You're beautifully human, you should remember this. So it's okay for you to feel emotions. At times we all need to clear our heads. And when you do, just holler at Therapy by Meg. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you here. My very first ever guest on the Perinatal Podcast. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yes. And as we were just saying, so much has changed, including the title of the show. Um, I've figured out how to use microphones and better editing software and all of that. So for those of you who are listening, um, if you are brand new, welcome. We're happy to have you here. But Jensen was my very, very first (laughs) guest. You um, You were very brave. (laughs) I mean, but you're so fun that you made it easy. Thank you. That's so kind of you to say. So I always, um, I I don't always anymore because I've been DMing a bunch of people to ask them like to to come on the show, but I I wanted to remind everybody that we know each other because I can vouch for your credibility here because I know you because you are my son who is now almost four and a half, by the way. No, no. His sleep trainer when he was four months old. That's it blows my mind whenever clients come back to me or I like bump into somebody in the street and they're like, Oh, you helped us when, you know, my child was six months and now they're three. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's no. Yeah. Can't be. Absolutely. Well, and we have kiddos who are really close to the same age, right? Yes. Yes. So my middle is four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Um, And then my daughter just turned two about a month ago yes yeah yeah which is wild because I know you have one before us but then we had kids together we had our sons together and then our daughters are just a couple yeah. months as well so it's really yeah wild. yeah, yeah. wild wild times in the parenting world huh <laughs> it is. Oh, it's just it's so much better than I thought it would be and so much harder than I thought it would be and just so much more of everything you know you have this thought, but you, you will never actually know it until you're in it and doing it. And it's wild. It's so, it is so much. Well, so I know a lot of people are like, yeah, we know her. We, we listened back in November of 2021, which is again, it's so wild. Um, but could you just give everyone a little bit information on how you decided to get into sleep coaching, what that looks like for you, just kind of the background. Yeah. So it's probably even different now because we have both moved on to like bigger and new and how can we just help and serve more people um so I got into sleep consulting I used to do early intervention way back in the day I feel like it was like two years ago but I stopped 
four and a half years ago when my second was born. So mm -hmm. I started like 12 years ago. Uh, um, and I loved it. Love, love, love working one-to-one -one with families. I did in-home visits. So it was a lot of support and a lot of getting to know the families. And mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of families were struggling with sleep. So I just started to do a little bit more work around sleep. I didn't even know sleep consulting was a thing. I never heard of it in my life. Right. Um, and then once he was, we knew we were having him. I knew I needed some more flexibility with two kids under two. So I decided like early intervention from home, early intervention in my state is free. I was like, who can I get to pay me? <laughs> the same thing that I was doing when they were getting that service for free. So right. I was just Googling and I came across someone who worked in own intervention and moved into sleep consulting. And it was just like light bulb went off. So I emailed her. She hopped on the phone with me. She was so amazing. I'm still in contact with her to this day. Um, and she explained just what a sleep consultant was, her training, all of that. Everything fell into line. The application was going to close like three days after I found it. And the training, you have to sign up for this training and go in Florida and the training happened like the last week that I was able to fly because mm -hmm. I was pregnant with my son. So it just right. all worked out so perfectly. Um, and since 2019, that's what I've been doing. And it's really evolved. Um, I do still a lot of one-to-ones, but now I have a course so I can reach a lot more families um, and just give everybody that support that they're looking for because sleep is hard. Sleep is one of those things where it feels like just close your eyes. <laughs> and it's not that easy for anybody. For us as adults, you know, we can lay there and you start to get anxious. Okay, why am I not sleeping? Like why, you know, my eyes are still open. And for babies, they just have that scene. Like it's a learned skill mm -hmm. and it's not something that a lot of babies can just figure out on their own. So mm -hmm. I want to be here to support the parents through that journey as they're sleep deprived and help the babies understand, you know, what what is sleep? Why do I need to sleep? How do I fall asleep? What do I, what do I do with my arms? What do I, you know, all of those kinds of things, yes. because it's really, it's, it's a lot to be able to figure out and it changes as you, as they grow. So, mm -hmm. um, I want them to be able, parents and children to be able to feel supported and understand what the expectations are and just know that there is someone that can help. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I've been, I have been dying to tell you this and I have thought, I want your thoughts and questions and all of this. So, uh, going back to my son who you slept, sleep trained and it was magical. So two things actually. So in between then and now, you know, a global pandemic happened oh, and you know, it, no big deal. It's really fascinating because I have so many friends who have kids who are older or perhaps weren't sleep trained. Um, or have, you know, just to each their own. This is not a judgmental space here. I think anybody, if it's your first time here, you're not getting judgment here. If yeah. you, you already know. Um, but people just have different, you know, different observances of bedtimes or not and, and flexibility. But for me, because our son was such a nightmare of not sleeping that we found you and God bless that yeah. we were very, we were pretty rigid. I remember when we were moving from Houston to Kansas was the first time he was seven or eight months when the very first time between four mm -hmm. and like eight months that we actually kept him up past bedtime because we were had a go away party at a dinner or out at a restaurant and and it was fine and the, the world did not end but like yeah. we really, like we fixed it don't break it kind of energy. yeah 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 and so then the pandemic hit and we had nowhere to be Mm -hmm. so 7 30 was not a difficult thing for us because yeah. where were we going anyway yeah <laughs> and then our daughter came and bless i do not understand her as a human she slept like four hours in the hospital and the nurses were like don't get used to this don't get used to this they yeah. don't do this and i was like oh honey please i got an almost oh, yeah i know we yeah. had to pay to sleep <laughs> she is magic I, I don't knock on all of the wood yeah yes she's really mostly we just put her down and she goes to sleep and it's pretty amazing and so again adhering to the i mean by like 7 7 15 she would let us know like can you please put me down now i'd like to yeah. but she didn't even sleep in a bassinet. love that like she didn't even sleep in the bassinet she wanted to sleep in her own crib it was wild so i'm going off i'm speaking too long about it but we're old friends and i feel like i just want to tell you everyone's like yes okay. no but, but those so are like yes. unicorn babies i call them they just I come mean, out they know the assignment and they they do it <laughs> there's no question absolutely wild and so again so she was born in 2021 
um, we were kind of re relaxing some of the quarantine standards, then Delta hit. So again, my children just go to bed at 7.30. Now I'm getting to where my son is now, but but it's been really interesting for me because I have a lot of friends who are like, oh my gosh, Meg, unclench. Like, it's not a big deal. Just stay out, let them stay out. And I'm like, y'all don't have to deal with these children yeah. who are overtired and miserable and screaming at me at 8.30 at night because they're so used to it. So it's been a really... Yeah. It's a very, I don't know if individualized or other people might be able to relate to who had kids around the same time, but it's been really interesting for us on our journey of sleep training because the quarantine really just nailed it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I mean, I have like two, two ideas about that because I feel yeah. like a lot of parents, sometimes that scares them. That idea right. of we have to be in at seven thirty. Yes, of course right? it does. Um, and I, for those parents, I always say, you know, I want this to work in your real life. So if that's not your, like, if that terrifies you, I don't want you to feel like you have to choose between your child never sleeping and you being yes. able to be out late because yes. there are things that we can do. We can have later naps. We can have more naps. We right. can sleep in, in the morning, you know, so there's flexibility there. So I, anyone listening, I don't want you to feel like it's one or the other. Yes. That was but, not the vision initially yes. it was hey let's just we've, he's only eight months maybe around a year we'll start relaxing and then quarantine happened so it was like naturally yeah yeah no but yeah. but it's also really nice because you like I get tired around the same time every single night and it's so much easier for me to fall asleep because mm -hmm. I have that consistent like do my my quote-unquote bedtime routine go upstairs I laid like read my book for a little bit and then I fall asleep and I, my body knows what's going to happen. It expects it and it falls asleep easily. Where mm -hmm. if one night I'm going to bed at 1am and the next night I'm going I'm trying to go to bed at 730 and then the next night is nine, like that's just not going to work because right. my body has no idea what's happening. Everything is a mess and I can't relax and fall into sleep easily. So you definitely like, yes, you want consistency, but there are ways to get that consistency in other areas and there's ways like we do have to be flexible because sometimes you are moving or it is new years and you want to like do something fun or absolutely you know it doesn't mean like when you sleep train to me it's actually more freedom to do the mm. things that you want to do it's mm. not a super like if your child's not in bed you, you you need to be hovering them over the bed at 729 and then you drop them in at 730. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, wait, it's not 730. Yeah, we have to let me hold them in my arms until that minute, you know, yeah. so it's definitely not. It feels like there can be a little bit of a rigidity, but it's what feels comfortable to you. Yes. Rigidity. It's not Absolutely. like someone to come in and say you're doing things wrong or bad mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. not good if your child's not doing this particular thing like 100 yeah and like i said and i can't say it enough like that's just been our very specific like mm -hmm. how many people have raised children and the answer is a ton because the world experienced the quarantine but like had a baby exactly the time that i did sleep trained the baby exactly the time that i did just it's very specific to our family but i do feel yeah. i do feel kind of judged by some of my friends sometimes when they're like I'm not a cool mom. And I'm like, uh, you know what I am though? I'm a happy mom who doesn't have children. Yeah. I would rate. I mean, <laughs> even that like mean girls quote, like I'm not a, I'm not one of those moms. I'm a cool mom. Like, yeah, yeah I'm because I'm well rested and happy and feel like yeah. I have a life outside of my children and can like yeah. do things that me too. Yes. Um, that's what makes you a cool mom. <laughs> well, and again, I so everyone who is listening, like if it's not already clear, I am just a big, big cheerleader of the baby O and I experience. <laughs> We're just gonna keep going. But because before my son was sleep trained, he was up with us to like 9 30. And then we'd put him down and we we had to feed him to get him to go to sleep, which is obviously not the goal. Um, like he basically falls. I would pump, my husband would give him a bottle, he would put him to sleep, right? Then we'd have like 30 minutes to maybe an hour, but we were also new parents and exhausted. So we had like 30 minutes to ourselves. And we were like, this yeah. is just not, and he would nap long, right? This is all in conjunction with longer naps, and he would sleep yeah. until the and so then we had moved it back a little bit. And then that's when we were able to get to that space of 730. And it really was such a game changer of like, for us, if it works for you for co-sleeping, great, cool. I'm glad you're still listening. Hang out. We've got more to talk about. But all of those other things, it was just really helpful for my husband and me to have some time that was not 
dedicated to the baby. And that really was such a life changer for us. Yeah. And I think I made that, I didn't even want to say mistake, but I guess I thought a good mom was a mom that was always constantly like devoted to her baby. But I think I took that devotion to the wrong, mm-hmm. the wrong definition where like I yeah. lost myself yeah. and there was no myself because everything was about him. Yes. And then once I made that flip and like he was sleeping well, I was like, oh, okay. I can like, I have things that I like to do too. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot that yes. I'm actually a person and I can like just sit and watch things that I want to watch. Or I can have a hot, I mean, I, I still like struggle with hobbies and like things that fill me up without being work or my kids, but definitely now I have time to explore that and time to figure out like, oh, I used to dance and I love that. So where can I put that in? Yeah. Um, even, you know, just small things like that. Of like, I used to read, I used to be a huge reader oh and with kids. I just lost that. Yes. And now I'm slowly picking it back up. I'm like, oh my God, I love just like, I love just sitting here and reading <laughs> in silence yes. and nobody's talking to me or grabbing the pages and like, oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I'm going to read this book while this baby rips the yes oh my goodness rules all over case spits up all yes and you're like okay well the whole book is done yeah yes both of them reflux babies but I really love that I I not necessarily related to sleep but also because they're sleeping we do have more access to that we do have some of these I don't know these external messages that are like if you're spending time on yourself then not like you're not a good mother and it's like I think we're getting more people like you and me and other people who are saying like no 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 you gotta what is you gotta charge your own battery you gotta fill your own cup can't pour from an empty cup put your oxygen mask on first all of that Um, but it can be so easy to get wrapped up in baby 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 work oh and now work now I'm going back to paid work which by the way that I love that change. I don't know if you've heard people say the shift in language of like maternity leave is not being off work. It's being off paid work. And then you go back to paid work. And also you're still taking care of the baby and all the emotional and intellectual labor and tickering that goes with that. I can't remember where I heard it first and I apologize, but somebody was saying it. And I was like, yes. Yes. I love because it used to be like, oh, you just get to land around with your baby. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe that's like 10 minutes of my day. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah, that's a wonderful part of it, but that's not it. If I could yeah. just wander around with my baby and I didn't need feedings and diaper changes and have bouts where they're crying and screaming and won't nap and I could shower and go to the bathroom, you know, yeah. it's just, that's, that's a really good way to think about it. It's not, it's not necessarily the break or the rest. It's not the vacation. It's on really a deserted island. That people make it think make it think yes it it's really really not and it depends on the child certainly my firstborn was a contact sleeper and i would try to do laundry holding him with one hand or to put him in the carrier while he was screaming which i definitely unclinched on that as well like sometimes it's okay for babies to cry because you need to get something done and you're not going to break yeah. them and it helps them to learn a little distress tolerance even depending on the age and certainly everyone yeah. open to your own interpretations but um yeah. And then my, I guess I said my daughter was happy to sleep in a crib. And that's how I built my private practice and my podcasts was because yeah. I actually did have a little bit more time to myself with her. But my first one, I was like, no, no. <laughs> and isn't that a crazy thought that you may not be, you wouldn't be able to help all the people that you do if she didn't sleep well. If you were, you know, <laughs> everything needed to go to her, like, the ripple effect that it has. Mm. And that, that's been something that's really interesting, just business wise, I've been doing a lot more with like business and personal growth lately. And those kinds of thoughts of like, if you're not at your best, then you're not able to help the people that need the help. And yeah, you know how that all and that applies to anyone, anyone who has their own business, anyone who is an employee of someone else's business, like you, everyone is needed. Everyone is a puzzle piece in you know in life and if yeah. you're not able to be there even if it's not in your actual like nine to five job but it's like being a friend to somebody else if you're sleep deprived and just like losing your mind and a friend needs help you're not able to give that help because you just have nothing left to give right. so it's really nice to just it, it's like blows your mind a little bit yes. when you think about 
the effect that we have on everybody else and that's mm. like not our best no one else can be their best and it's a little bit scary too as a business owner <laughs> uh, like, yeah a lot of daunting sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah but, but absolutely. Absolutely. we love it so. yeah and we and right it is it's very it is it's very true it's a very I was thinking about that on my ride home from taking the kids to school this morning I was thinking like wow that is just such a really it's a tough job you have a tough job I have a tough job I think most of us have a tough job in their own way um and it's just really helpful to take that time like I've really gotten I've gotten back into um this is such a tangent but anybody listening go on Instagram and look up Jason Momoa crocheted sweater and okay. it's gorgeous and I wish I had like a visual that could pop up right now but my husband was like oh my gosh I want that and so it's like great so we took the kids one day after nap to Joanne Fabric and got some he picked out all these yarns and now I'm really like at night I'm sitting and crocheting which is also helping me with my binge eating disorder secondary gain because uh, keeping my hands busy of like I'm making this thing that my husband's excited about my kids see me doing it and they'll be like oh put it back on him so we can see how far it's gotten and Oh, it's that's just, so fun. it's just right. Or like, I'm trying to train for a half marathon and by train, believe me, the air quotes are so strong on this. Yeah. <laughs> actually training for it. I'm training to not die. I'm training to like, try to run most of it, but like, I'm definitely not going to break my best, my PR on this. It's just exciting to see some of my friends who are all meeting up in St. Louis and, yeah. um, but like going out for a run and I came back and my kids were like, okay, now we want to go for a run, which like, yes. Yes. yes but like even giving them that energy of like okay but can I hold your running water bottle now it's my turn to hold the running water bottle and we're all going to get outside together and yeah so in those moments that might feel selfish like I'm going to leave my husband on a Saturday morning with the children how very did he, he he's fine he, yeah <laughs> that. but right yeah. like we think that though sometimes some mm -hmm. of us too, and it's like so that I can be selfish and go run for 30 minutes but then yeah. look what came from that like I feel better about myself, mm -hmm. I feel more confident. I've got those endorphins, got the free vitamin D and serotonin from being outside. And then my kids are excited about it. And yeah. Again, their quotes run. And um yeah. so and even that for like sleep related, like a lot of moms feel guilty about leaving, like not being there for bedtime. Or they are the only ones who have done bedtime. Huh. So their child is used to them doing bedtime and nobody yes. else can do it. So even that giving your yourself permission to not be there for bedtime is fine. Like sometimes I'll, I will purposely put in my plans that you need to switch off with any caregiver that would be there for bedtime. So this could be mom, dad, grandma, aunt, uncle, neighbor, you know, babysitter, whoever is there, because I want mom to not feel guilty. And I want other spouse, partner, whoever to be able to feel confident that they can do it too. I love that. So you can go for a run. You can crochet a sweater. <laughs> I have to look this up. You have to. It's so, it looks so wonderful. It's amazing. Yes. So, so somebody made it and then they like created a pattern for uh -huh. other people. Yes. Okay. And it's, if you know anything about crocheting, which I can't imagine, I don't know who does. I'm, this is not a crocheting podcast. It's not a crafting <laughs> podcast, but we were talking about hobbies and here's my tangent. You know, and again, anybody who listens is like, yeah, that goes on these tangents. From every yeah. <laughs> we're still listening. Um, but yeah. And so, and it's one of the easiest patterns. It's a granny square, which is one of the first things that you make, but instead of making it a square, you make it into five and then it folds up nicely into a sleeve. So I, it's magic anyway, but. But his face is on it. Oh no no no! He's wearing. Oh. He's wearing oh. a sweater. Okay, okay. No, okay. that would be quite the pattern. People I do was that with like knitting and stuff. That yeah. is way outside of my scope. Okay. Skill. No, I, I was it's very was wearing a sweater. Yeah. No, okay, okay. Sweater okay. with it. Jason Momoa on it. That was hysterical. That's why I was like, See? "Wow, that's that's deep for a first try." But no, no, no. Enough. Thank you for asking that clarifying question because I'm sure somebody else had the same thing. Like, what? <laughs> knitting a sweater for Austin with Jason Momoa's and he was so excited about no 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 some person from like the brand of yarn who is not a sponsor of this podcast but they so made a bunch of different types of sweaters for him but but yeah oh, okay. so that's so important that ripple effect and I think 
the more and and again, I think a lot of us uh, in the millennial era, I think Gen Z is better at this. I think the millennial era and older, we struggle with asking for help because we were told that we could be rock stars and shoot for the moon and we can do everything. And while that message is great compared to what it was before, which was like women stay at home in the kitchen and yeah. how dare we have any sort yeah, of anyway. aspirations. <laughs> we the pendulum kind of swung a little too far where we're like no i have to do it by myself i have to do it all i have to do it by myself everything falls down to me and if it doesn't it's not going to get done right and some of that's true to some extent for some of us and i want to hold the space <laughs> for that. um but also being able to say i like what you were saying like i've made it specific that i'm going to be gone this night and other people are going to be able to take care of this and it's going to set everyone up for success it's going to help the other person the grandparent, the babysitter, the partner who doesn't usually do it, feel confident. It's going to help the kids to understand that flexibility and learn some distress tolerance and all of those things at once. Also, I'm out at a book club meeting with my girlfriends or what insert the thing here that you missed it for. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm talking about it and I'm making it sound so easy, but that's, I mean, I struggle with it as well. You well, know, yeah. it's definitely not something that comes easily and comes naturally because I, you were very much my inner voice right there where you're like, you have to do it all yourself. And if it doesn't, <laughs> if you don't do it, then it won't be done right. That's that right. is me to a T. I never ask for help mm -hmm. and I'm working on that, but it's, mm -hmm. yeah, the ripple effect is so to your family, to your friends, to greater people that you don't even know yet, you know? So it's really just that foundation of, it's just taking a look back of what is the core of this? Is it like, I'm not able to do what I need to do. Okay, why is that? Where's all my attention going? Okay, it's being drained because my child's not sleeping. Okay, well, then that needs to be where I start. Or it's being drained because all of my focus is on my child's eating. Okay, so who can I get to help with that? You know, it's really not, or, um, you know, what, whatever it may be. That's, you find out what that core, like, sticking point is, and then you, you, give that the help and the love and the attention that it needs. And then you're going to find everything else just kind of falls into place. And sleep training is maybe the answer. It may not be the answer, but I, I even think sleep training sometimes what people think sleep training is, mm -hmm. is a lot harsher than what it is. You read my mind. That's exactly where we're going <laughs> next in the conversation. Continue, please. <laughs> um, because I think that people sleep train without knowing that they're sleep training uh -huh. and I think that they think sleep training is I'm going to put you in a room I'm going to walk out and I will see you in the morning mm -hmm. and whatever you do in those 12 hours before I come back as much as you scream as much as you cry you're not going to see me uh -huh. um, and that is a method of sleep training but that is. is a very difficult method of sleep training for a lot of families and mm -hmm. if that is not working for you please do not continue with that find Absolutely. something that does work for you so Absolutely. I think it's funny that there are very few babies where parents do not actually do any sleep training mm -hmm. but very few parents who will identify with doing sleep training sure so like to you know you are doing it anything uh -huh. you do to your child's sleep yes is sleep training yeah <laughs> So I think it just sounds big and scary when like, oh, I have to have someone come and help me with sleep training. Uh -huh. And I hope I'm not, I'm, I don't think I come off this big and scary. <laughs> um, well, I'm but, still bothering you four years later, so I don't think so. bothering me. But yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, getting support around sleep and doing it in a way, finding a way that feels good to do it to you. Mm -hmm. Is all that we ask. The Perinatal Podcast is supported by Muse. Muse is a brain sensing headband that uses real time biofeedback, much like a heart rate monitor senses your heartbeat. It then uses this information to train your mind to meditate better, be more focused, and have more restful sleep by translating your brain activity into the guided sounds of weather. When your mind is calm and settled, you hear peaceful weather. Busy mind, you hear stormy weather to cue you back to focus. Afterward, I can see post-session reports in the app and get feedback on how in the zone I was during my meditation. Now I can see myself improve over time, which encourages me to continue meditating. Muse is backed by research from Yale, Harvard, MIT, and NASA. 
Muse S is one of my favorite tech pieces to use in calming my mind. This means I'm able to have better focus, stay more present in the moment, and be more engaged with life without feeling overwhelmed. If you're interested in trying it for yourself, you can get my 20% off discount at choosemuse.com slash amplifywellness or use promo code amplifywellness at checkout. This episode of the Perinatal Podcast is supported by Needed, optimal nutrition for mamas before, during, and after pregnancy. My current favorites are Stress Support with adaptogenic and Nervine Botanicals selected and dosed to balance and uplift me, Immune Support because no matter the time of year, my children bring home all kinds of germs from school, and Collagen Protein which helps support joints, pelvic floor tissue, skin elasticity, and hair and nail strength. Use code PERINATALPODCAST for 20% off one-time purchase orders or for the first three months of our one-month subscription option. Mm-hmm. And if you want to leave on sleep training, sure. sure. If you don't, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the act of like, how can we, what can we do to help our entire family sleep well? Mm-hmm. Because sleep is such a pillar of just overall health. Mm. Oh, yes. I don't know if that's where you want to go in the conversation, but <laughs> I, I was going to talk about the idea that people have a fear. So it all comes back to this need i don't even know i have so many things i want to say about like the need that we are supposed to be the perfect mother or the perfect parent Mm -hmm. and that we should be always attentive and always focused and if the baby is awake then you need to be awake and you need to be on it and like how dare you even suggest not letting you know and it's like no because i gosh i remember one day we were still in houston um austin was in new mexico and my son, it was like 1130 at night and he was screaming and I was holding him, but I was like falling asleep mm. like this. And I almost called a friend at 1130 at night to come over. I was like, I'm going to fall asleep on this. Yeah. Kid. I'm, yeah. I'm panicking. Um, and, you know, I, I made it through the night, but that kind of was one of the tipping points for us was like, I, I just literally can't like as much as yeah. I yes. a robot, I can't plug myself into a battery overtired yeah. exists for adults too mm-hmm. and so it's not like oh thank goodness he finally fell asleep conk it's yeah <laughs> about this and I also still have to go clean my pump pieces or you know whatever else the things yeah. are and so um because I'm not a robot him sleeping better helps me to sleep better helps me to be more mm-hmm. attentive in those times but mm-hmm. I do think that people hear kind of the CIO of it all and well, we got to, sh- I can't crying it out is just not an option. And it's like, and then that's great. Everything is very, it, nothing is one size fits all. Nothing yeah. is oh, yeah. we're all going to do this, plop them in a bed, walk away, put headphones on. It's, it's a myriad of things. It's a, it's a spectrum of different things that happen, but being in a space where you feel encouraged and motivated by mental health professionals, sleep professionals, other people that say like, it's okay to look into things that your baby might not be doing naturally mm-hmm. because your baby doesn't know everything. And longitudinal yeah. studies have shown a number of things that science explains that babies don't necessarily have internally. And that's evidenced by the fact that both of my children have the same DNA mm-hmm. and are wildly different sleepers. Yeah. It, so it's, I just, I don't know. It's not my job to give anybody permission. Who am I, the queen of anything? But <laughs> they like, it's okay to explore things that might help you that might kind of on the outside feel icky, but ultimately really are going to help your kid. I mean, we know sleep begets sleep. So the better they're sleeping, the yeah. more they're going to sleep. Other times that helps with neurological development and all of these other things that are helpful. Especially like, I'm not sure exactly when this will come out, but we're like in the thick of cold and flu season. Yes. Them sleeping well. And the biggest cold and flu season is when it's coming out. So yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so it's going to make a difference even now. You know, yeah. we need them to be able to sleep and restore and repair and all that good stuff. And yeah, it's just really it makes me sad that a lot of families feel like they just don't have they have to choose. And like I have this great relationship and bond with my baby, or I just leave them alone to cry and right. I have three and I have a great relationship with all of them and they are all sleep trained and they all sleep amazingly well, but yes, I can be a better mom and be a better every, like literally everything because they sleep well. 
I sleep well and then, you know, everything else can fall into line. But mm-hmm. if I, I am not a nice person when I don't sleep and I know it and I fully take responsibility for that. So that was high on my priority list. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew that I needed them to be, you know, to sleep to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. If they did still have night wakings, if they were underweight and they needed an extra night feed, things like that Certainly. did come up. But I knew, you know, what kind of they were capable of and then let them follow their lead from there. And they all just like, they had what they needed during the day and they were able to sleep amazingly well at night. And we still like, we have a great bedtime routine that helps them feel safe and secure. So when they put them down and walk out, nobody is crying or screaming or begging or, you know, right. Just, they know it's time to sleep and they're ready well my boys aren't they share a room and they're not so ready to sleep but they know what to do they have a little light they turn it on they sit in their little chairs actually my husband took a really cute picture last night they sit in their little chairs they read their books they turn off their lamps and they I don't even know what the conversation is between the two of them but it must be funny it's like oh my gosh yeah I'm ready for bed and they just like go turn off the lamp climb in their little beds and and they fall asleep when they're ready that's exactly right too, as they age. And I, so I was going to say that earlier about like, so one day when my husband was gone while we were, so when my son was maybe three still, but right around four, um, one night I made the, and y'all please, I'm saying tongue in cheek. So no one switch off. This is not judgmental, but I made the mistake having established a pretty solid pattern. I think he was three. It might've been like a year ago, even at this point now, um, where I was like, you know, he's really sad his dad left. Let me just give him some snuggles. Well, y'all, that kind of broke him a little bit. <laughs> I know you didn't email me when this happened. Oh my gosh. I actually I actually meant to. This I'm surprised. familiar. Yeah. You might have emailed me. <laughs> I might have emailed you. So I and I say this, I say this again tongue in cheek, but everyone takes things very literally. But like, so it's kind of like you can either have a snuggly kid or you can have a good sleeper and like ne'er the twain shall cross. But like that's not true because once he has been having trouble more going to come out of his room. Oh, I need to drink water. Oh, I'm just going to use the toilet. Oh, can I come down and give you a hug? Like we're getting mm-hmm. more into that. It's been that well for a while. But once he's down, he is down and he understands like to get up and go to the bathroom. He doesn't need to let us know because we're also yeah. asleep. But I did lose that beautiful 730 uh, sleeper there because he's like, well, now I need you to cuddle with me. Well, now I need this. Now I need that. And yeah. so, and then also too, on the other side of that, there was a part of me and, and still even to this day where I'm like, wow, does my daughter like wake up and think that she's not allowed to reach out for things or is she really mm-hmm. just that good of sleeper? But I do see in our relationship when I like pick her up after school and she like runs and jumps into my arms. Like, so whatever I'm doing that's, or not doing, but her sleeping pattern is not impacting her ability to see me as a safe space, to mm-hmm. love, cherish our relationship, to have fun with me. She's not like, oh, there's that person who just dumps me in my bed at 730 yeah. at night and never comes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't, I'm not sure why parents think that will happen. Um, I think we think babies and children are more breakable than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very resilient. They're very strong. They're, we want, them to be able to be their own people and to have their own skills and I think that sometimes we want to like do it all for them and I I'm often finding myself saying you can't make them sleep you can't hold their eyelids closed and make them sleep so we want to give them the ability to feel calm and comfortable and that will lead them to fall asleep but we can't actually make them sleep so it really depends on like what makes your child feel calm and comfortable and secure and what is sustainable for you. So if your child is coming out of the room multiple times, but they're like, I need this and I need that. And I need you to stand with me at the toilet while I go to the bathroom and I need, you know, and that's not sustainable for you. Then we talk about how to fix it. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place where like your child comes out of the bed twice before they fall asleep and they need a hug and they need to go to the bathroom, that's fine. You know, that's not something that's like, never leave your room again or like yes. you know it's like yeah. I see what you need I'm gonna honor that need it's not taking anything away from me and mm-hmm. we move on you yes. know so again yeah. that like where's that rigidity what feels good to you is where we go from there yes yes not one size fits all 
not yeah. one size even fits an entire family. Can't mm -hmm. say enough. You can have three babies, you can have five babies, and they can all be so wildly different in their sleep, their eating, their everything patterns. Yeah. Um, it's just trying to to navigate that. So leading that leads us to the Good Night Baby Sleep Mastery Workshop, which you've created, and I'd love for you to tell people more about that. Yes. Um. So I did just host that. And I'm not sure if that's coming back. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That we're learning. We're growing. I love it. Yes. Yes. So that workshop was a one day workshop. Um, it was three hours long and I gave you everything you need to know about sleep training. So how do we, how do you create your own schedule? It was very like, it was a workshop. So we were like working through it. So uh, you got a workbook. We're talking about like, how do you create your own schedule for that's ideal for your family? Um, what to do at bedtimes, overnight wakings, naps, all that good stuff. Then now we're in the two weeks of oxygen support section where um, I gave you all the skills, now you're implementing it. And I want to make sure that it's working. So it's a very small group, um, but we're like working through it together. Anyone has last minute questions to so pop in, ask them in the boxer support group, but really it's going really well and, and parents are seeing huge success. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. And I think that I probably will bring it back, um, but I have something very similar in my course where the workshop is just, is very specific, like time and date. Where the course is nice because sometimes I'll like wake up in the morning and someone's bought the course at 3 a.m. And I love that it's just available because if you wake, if you're always in the middle of the night, that's when I get all my emails. <laughs> I get some emails during the day, but I get like a very large proportion of my emails coming in. Okay, just if I could quickly interrupt, I'm picturing yeah. this. It, what's happening is at three o'clock in the morning, someone's got a baby screaming or something's going on and they are at their wits end and exhausted and they're scrolling Instagram, looking for sleep something and you pop. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think is happening. That's um, exactly, it's gotta be it, like, yeah. Yeah, we've talked before or, you know, they're like, you know what, this is it. Like, I thought we could maybe try it on our own and like, it's just not happening. So yeah. I love that to have this course option now where it's not like, okay, this emergency happens at 3 a.m. And now you have to wait for me to wake up. Yes. To get back to you, to write this plan, to, you know, then start. Now it's you buy this course, you get immediate access to it. Something is happening in the moment. You can go in, okay, um, my baby's up at three, but I feel like they're going to get up again at five. Go right to the early morning section. You know what to do from that moment on to help yes. your baby get to sleep. And then the next morning, like you try their first nap. You know what to do before I would even get back to your email. So that's, I really just, I'm so happy with the course format because it's just so immediate. And mm -hmm. I think for sleep, you need a, you're frantically Googling. You're like, my baby is screaming. Yes. Do I go in? Do I not go in? When I go in, what do I do? Like, yes. how long should I, you know, they're crying in their crib. Do I pick them up? How long do I wait before I pick them up? So this course is just, you buy it, you have immediate access, you dive right in to whatever is happening in the moment. So, but then I had to have a one-to-one -one component to it because there are so many baby sleep courses out there, but I feel like a big piece that's missing is there are other things that, I was as thorough as I could possibly be in it, but there are other things that come up that are just specific to you or your family. Right. So I need to have that one-to-one -one aspect where you can ask those questions and, you know, tailor it to what works for you. So every Tuesday, there's a live Q&A. Um, there's a like question post thing. <laughs> there's a word for that, but I don't know what it is right now. Um, where you submit your question before the Q&A. And then during the Tuesday Q&A, I answer all of the questions and then that recording gets put into the course. Mm -hmm. So you can, and the subject of whatever I talk about is in there. So you can mm -hmm. just click that and listen to the recording. You can attend live if you, you know, whatever it may be. So there, I struggled with that because I, I wanted to make this course for a while, but I knew that people still needed to be able to ask their questions and to get help and support and not have that be something extra that they had to pay for. I wanted it all to be included. So yes. I've been really enjoying the the format of it. I think, you know, eventually as we learn and grow, maybe it will change. But right now I've been finding that has been the most successful for everybody. And everyone is still getting just as amazing of results as they um as they are when we work one to one together. Yes. Yeah, I really love that. I love the idea of that immediate like 
I'm so miserable and exhausted. I can't wait to pay somebody to help me with this situation right this moment at 4 a.m. Go here, go here, go here. And then also, like you said, tailoring it because everything is so very specific to every individual child and family and their needs. And, um, you know, I remember when we met the first time with my son, you were like, so what time does he get to daycare? And you're like, oh, well, because I've got some people who they have to get them to daycare by 530 in the morning because they work six to six or seven to seven. And for me, that's not, well, I shouldn't say luckily for me, luckily that's not my shift because I, my body would not do well with that. Some people that's their jam. And I love that for yeah. you. Um, but even that sort of thing of like, okay, well, what, and what, again, like, what do I need to do if I need to keep them up late for this one thing? Like, what does a nap look like? And to be able to have the access to you instead of just feeling like, well, let's just see if we push the nap back an hour. Let's see how yeah. it goes. Like, you don't yeah. wing it. Yes. And that's like, I don't want you to wing it. Right. You know, I want, I want to have detailed data of like, we tried this and it didn't work. Okay. But why didn't it work? What time did we try? How, how much were we off? What did the naps look like that day? So there's so many other things that factor in. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to feel like something that you can repeat again. I don't want you to go on. I don't want you to have the course, go on vacation. It goes horribly wrong. You come back and you say, you're never leaving this house again. That, right. That was it. And we're never, you know, right. I want to say, okay, what can we do? If you like to travel, like what can we do for next time? What went well? What didn't go well? Try this next time. You know, mm -hmm. so it's definitely, yes, there's a part about travel, but again, it just, I need to be able to ask those questions and to get yes. that feedback and to still right. keep that one-to-one -one and that like, that support there. And yes. it's not just read the travel section. <laughs> and right. Like, well, I did and didn't help me, you yeah. know? Yes. Well, yeah. that's really, that's really interesting too. What I like about that is I remember in the program that I did where there was a lot of tracking and self mm -hmm. shameless self-promotion moment for me, but <laughs> I actually have my clients do this and I think it, and I, I really am tying it right into with what you do as well, but is that, so for me, I ask, I send all of my clients um, compulsory, everyone gets the daily mood tracker. However, they would choose to use it themselves is perfectly up to them. I had a client once who worked in IT and he made it into an Excel pivot yeah. table, oh, spreadsheet, something that would bless up. Um, there are certainly apps available, but I like to just send mine. It's a PDF and um, here are all the things that I like to ask. Some of these won't be necessarily important to you. You're really great at drinking water already. Skip that piece, whatever. Hydration yeah. station. But it's not, so. it's, it's the fact that when you were like, Hey, I need you to document, I need you to tell me like when he does this and when he does that and what, and what, and what, and what, and these are things that even though I was in the thick of it and aware that I was having problems, I didn't think to write it down. I didn't think yeah. to track patterns. I didn't think to do. And so you're even telling me that I'm like, well, that makes so much sense. And even then I would, I, I had a daily mood tracker in my practice since yeah. now. Ah. And so it's just really interesting to me that I was like, wow, I'm surprised that I wasn't thinking to do that. But the idea that for both of these, for sleep training and for anybody else who's in their own, own mental health journey, which find that link in my profile, I will yeah. <laughs> my complimentary mood tracker. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be no, I I love it. telling me to try to be better at self-promotion in my podcast. I'm working on it, Dave. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so to be able to say like, I'm recognizing that at this time of night, this happens. Oh, okay. So then we might be able to start doing that. Or if the nap does this, then that, if this, then that. So then we're recognizing these patterns and we'll be able to be like, oh, okay. So that's making more sense now. And certainly sometimes you're going to have fully sporadic things that make absolutely mm -hmm. nobody has a reason why, because their babies and sleep is wild. But yes. generally speaking, tracking those things more often is so helpful. Yeah. And sometimes it is just oh, okay, let's do this. And that's it. You know, sometimes it's something so, so simple that once we see, but when you're in the thick of it and you can't even remember like what happened three hours ago, you're not going to be able to find the pattern on your Hello. own. Like you need to have that yes. something, someone kind of pushing externally to say, okay, let's take a second. Let's break it down. Because when you're so sleep deprived and just nothing is going to make sense. Everything is going to be blurred together and you're not going to be able to really like sit down and hash that out. But if someone like reminds you to do it and you know, someone's doing it, that's, you know, I'm going to check in. <laughs> so if you're not doing it, I'm going to ask questions. And that's where it's like a, a lot of families are like, I knew you're going to check in. So I felt like I had to do it. 
And I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's doing what I want it to do. You know, I don't want to feel pressured. Yeah. To to be held accountable. Yeah. A little external motivation could help people. Certainly. Um, I I say that same thing to my clients too. I'm like, it's not homework. You don't owe me anything, but the more data points we have, the more we have to work off. And so it's just, it's up to you how much you want to do it, but you're right. Absolutely. Like, oh, I knew you were going to ask and I really wanted to make sure. And thank you for mentioning it too, because I just want to send, sit and hold all the space for everyone who's like, it just happened an hour ago and I can't remember. Well, we're exhausted team. Like that makes sense too. So if you write it down, you're much more likely to remember that. <laughs> oh, I have like, <laughs> it's great. And then I, I write it down, but then it's like, I wrote it in this notebook and this notebook and this mm. notebook on my phone notes. And really? like, Okay, well, where did I write that one? <laughs> so it's happening to us all. Sleep derived or not. But it really is. I just the whole point of this podcast really has always been and continues to be to normalize everybody's experiences mm-hmm. that you are not alone, that the things that you're thinking about or worrying about are real, but also manageable and also have potential outcomes that you can uh, never want to use the word control because haha in life in general but especially with children but that you can help have some sort of impact on yes it's funny i swore i would never have a tiktok and now i have a tiktok and i really enjoy it but there was something show notes, yes <laughs> yes <laughs> there was something that i saw just scrolling and i don't even remember what the actual video was but i looked at the comments and someone said wow none of us have had an original thought in our lives and i was like oh man, like everything that the reason that they're funny is because they're relatable. Yeah. And you like think that you're the only person who has thought this or done this or wanted this. And then you see it and there's like 972 point million views on it and everyone is liking it. And you're like, oh, okay. I thought I was the only one that like ever thought that or that ever did that. And it just, it does normalize it so much. And we're all just having the same experience just mm-hmm. a little bit differently but yeah. yeah because we don't talk about it and there's not funny tiktoks about it then we don't know so yeah. the more we talk about it the the easier it gets and the better you feel and yeah it's just <laughs> that comment will always stick with me yes that's really oh, wow. interesting but that that is the thing too though um i promise i will let you go soon but that is the thing i think a lot of us at three o'clock in the morning or in any of the situations we really are like well i'm doing it wrong no one else is going through this clearly i'm terrible at this and it's like no I, there's this there's this trope out there that like your baby pops out or is given to you again adoption is beautiful surrogacy is beautiful all of the things however your baby was yeah. presented to you the first time and that you're magically just supposed to feel connected and feel like you you got it you know exactly what you're doing and it's like absolutely not first of all if anything else in the united states i can tell you for sure they don't teach us this just like they don't teach us how to do our own taxes no. so and no no okay but also just everyone else is out here having some of these same things don't yes. put it, don't make it about you ask for help it's okay you don't have to know it all nobody does somebody else has the same concern problem issue yeah. and we can all get through it together yeah. i mean it's funny because like the most important things are the things that we didn't get quote-unquote training on yeah. like how to raise a baby <laughs> like there that should be a class like how to manage your money that should be a class but when you walk into a job there are weeks of training there's like okay i'm not just your first day i'm gonna pop you onto this forklift yes and you just figure it out you'll be fine but no they hand you this baby and say figure it out you'll be fine and you're like hope i do it right you know so yes when you think about that like the experts out here are the training mm-hmm. we are here to help and support and guide and give you the information where you know, you don't have to like sit on that forklift and push all the buttons and hope that one of them turns it on and just, you know, you're making I, stuff up. So. I love that metaphor so much, like having a baby and starting a job required training, getting on a forklift requires training. And luckily in these situations, you have somebody to stand there and walk you through it. In this situation, that's us. That's us. I'm here to help you deal with postpartum anxiety and depression and adjustment concerns. And you're here to help with sleep because that's not something, even the hospital, they're just kind of like, all right, bye. Like, yeah. Oh, I, 
could not believe. And I knew I have a master's degree in early childhood. I worked with families for years and years and years. And I could not believe, like that really threw me for a tailspin because I thought that I should be an expert. And I think that's why I had such a hard time asking for help because it was like, yes. I am the expert and I don't know what to do. Yes. So like, yes, I'm failing yes. because I can't do this myself. So that was a really, it was just a really hard time to try to figure everything out on my own because I thought I should, motherhood is so natural. Like, you know what no. to do. I'm like, no, it's no. not at all. And these babies are hard and they're weird. And yes. sometimes they're kind of smelly and like, it's just all the things and you're, you don't know why. And, yes. but there are people whose jobs it is to help you with that. So don't feel like you should know it all because you yeah. shouldn't. Nobody knows everything about everything. Everybody needs help with something mm -hmm. and don't feel bad about asking for that help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have the internet for better or worse. Um, but in this case, we're talking about the good stuff of podcasts and courses yes. and all of that. Um, but people did just have to figure it out and sometimes didn't do it the way I never, I'm not from a place of judgment, but like, had they had this information, they might have done something different, but they didn't have this information. And so they just kind of white knuckled through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the idea of like maternal instincts come in. Um, well, people always just did it before. I'm like, well, people also, well, we're not going to go into what used to happen in the past, but like, we know more now, why not use that information? We have longitudinal studies, we have experts in the field and it can be yeah. really helpful. I think if you went back and asked your grandma, she might be like, dang, I wish I had somebody I could have paid to help me. Yeah. yeah. I bet she might say something like that. Yeah, no, I know. And it's also, but on the flip side of that too, sometimes it's too much information and people then don't trust their instincts because they're like, well, this person says I have to do it this way. Even though it doesn't feel right, I'm going to push to do it this way because that's Fair what much. the internet says. And I mean, for, for better or for yeah. worse, it's definitely like, there's a better and there is a worse, you know? So I think it's just, you do what feels right for you. If getting help, if you're struggling, getting help is the right choice. If you're not struggling and things are going really well, don't feel like you need the help. Because that's also a question I ask when people come to me, like, do you want support with this? Because I had a mom, she just like listed off everything, but she did it in a, like, she told me that things are going really well. And I said, okay, so what, what? how can I help you? And she said, well, my mom thought I should call because blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, do you want to do this? And she said, not really. I said, well, we're done. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm not going to make you sleep train your baby when you don't want to, and things are working for you. So I think like, I've actually had, I've had some potential clients come on too, where I'm like, so tell me what, what brings you to wanting therapy? Like my friends told me I need it. My boyfriend told yeah. me I need it. And I was like, this goes back to that external versus internal motivation piece. Um, I will certainly sit with you and we will talk about all the things that you feel like talking about in the moment. If you are externally motivated to show up and you continue to show up, then I'm going to be present for you as well. Um, and if you don't feel like things are going wrong with, for example, for your sleep training, like, what are we going to, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you a plan, but I, you're probably, you may not follow it. You yeah. know, if things are going well, like why, why yeah. would you implement this? Yes. You know, so I think that that's, it's all, it's all yes. together. But yes. Yes. Well, I appreciate you coming back again. So excited to have you. So I will have Jason Momoa's sweater that he's wearing yeah. on in the link. I will certainly have my complimentary, um, daily mood tracker listed in there but more importantly um where can everybody find you yes um instagram is probably the easiest place at baby o and i um if you're on tiktok i guess you can find me there too at baby o and i i just like to scroll i don't do a ton of posting but there is some really good um i have lives broken down by questions so um there are some really good nuggets in there too oh i love that very cool i keep yeah. trying to get into tiktok and i keep not I'm not very good at Instagram either honestly but you know it is what it is but yeah so that's great to yeah. so find you there um to find your courses to be able to chat with you one one all of that they'll all be in the show notes thank you so much for coming back and what a pleasure it has been to have you and everyone else out there be curious not judgmental goodbye
If spending time with the Perinatal Podcast is something you value and enjoy, it would mean so much if you could write a review of the show on your app and don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted. Take a moment to leave a five-star rating too. Fresh content is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your content, and you tuning in to every episode is what helps keep us going. Follow me at Amplify Wellness with Meg on Instagram, and you can find more content by searching the hashtag, The Perinatal Podcast. Our show is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.